Hi church. Good morning. Are you there? If you are there, could you just wave at each other? Praise the Lord. Wow, that's so good to see living person. And uh, our God is alive today. I know we have gone through roller coaster, whether it is um, the economy, uh, politics, or even our healthcare. But I believe that God is constant, like what we learned in our 40 days prayer. This morning, shall we just commit this time to the Lord uh, as we learned? Um, and um, let us just prepare our hearts. Father God, we give you praise. Lord, uh, all of us here are gathered in your name, in your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, we want to welcome you to come and speak to us, Lord. Oh God, come and do something in our lives. This morning, God, we commit ourselves into your hands, the preaching of your word. May your word, God, transform the way we think and we live, Lord. Set us free so that, God, we can live a fruitful and fulfilled life in you. So we commit this time into your hands, um, the preaching of your word, our ears, Lord, our heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now I wonder, in this season, uh, what are the questions that you have in your mind? How many of you here, you ever, this question ever came across your mind where you think, do I have enough resources to last through the pandemic or the endemic? Any one of you have this question? Or how many of you ever thought, what if, all right, what if I cannot survive? And uh, what will happen to my future? Have any one of you thought about how long more you can live? <laughs> All right. Um, when I begin to hear news like my cousin brother was in a critical uh, condition in ICU because of COVID, when I begin to hear my friend's parents uh, pass away because of COVID, and I begin to realize that, man, God, I need to begin to think and appreciate what you have given to me, what you have given to me. And um, I begin to think I should not take this for granted. You know that today, that we can worship God, and we, this morning when you woke up, you can breathe and you can actually think in your mind, the sound mind, it is a blessing. Amen. It is a blessing that we are still alive and let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So this morning, I want to talk about stewardship, what God has given to us, stewardship. If you have a Bible, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 24 to 27. Matthew, chapter 16. Verse 24 to 27. Okay, I'll read. The word of God says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? 
what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels. Then he will reward each according to his works. The Bible says, says here very clearly that when we come to Jesus, if we desire to do that, if you and I desire to follow Jesus today, the important requirement is this, that we got to deny ourselves to take up our cross and follow Him. Everyone loves to follow Jesus. Just like a lot, there are 5,000 people, when Jesus could feed them, they follow Him. When there are signs and wonders to watch, they will follow Him. But over here, the Bible says, Jesus says it's so important that we got to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow Him. And verse 25 says, whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. I think this season, a lot of times we begin to look at our bank account, our future planning, we have our dreams, we have our goals, right? And we say, Jesus, man, my schedule is all wrong. I'm supposed to get married in 2022, right? I'm supposed to save up this much. Now all my plans are ruined. Oh God, now my business is affected. My study, God, I'm supposed to go to college. Some of you here, like, what is college? I don't even know what is college anymore. Like, sit, I, I imagine I could sit at the field. I, I know one of our members, very funny, before the pandemic, he left Penang to go to KL uh, to do his degree, right? And somehow, after he reached there for a while, the pandemic happened. Then he came home, uh, back to Kedah to study from home. And now he has graduated. <laughs> like, what? I, I thought I'm supposed to go to KL to, you know, enjoy my city life, have friends and all that. The next thing he knows right now, he's working already. But the thing is this, Jesus says that if we want to follow him, right, we got to take up our cross. We got to deny a lot of times we got to surrender our plans, our ambitions, our life even before Him. Because the Bible says, whoever who saves his life will lose it. But whoever that loses his life for my sake will find it. All our life, we always focus on this G called gain, right? What I can gain. I want to gain knowledge. I want to gain wealth. I want to gain a car. I want to gain possession, right? But Jesus says, what profit is it if a man gains the whole world but loses his soul? It is a very clear comparison that all that you can gain in this world, it cannot be compared to the value of your soul. Agree on it? What all that we can gain cannot be compared to our soul that is eternal in Jesus Christ. But this is the thing, when we focus on gain, right, we always focus on what I need to get. We always focus on what I do not have, right? Because we, the, the reason we need to gain because we do not have. I mean, you do not need to gain a car if you are already driving a car. You do not gain a wife if already you have a wife, all right? Okay, 
Husbands, I hope, right, you already have a wife, don't gain another wife. You only need one wife and you have a happy life. Okay, okay. so uh, youth, you know, you want to gain something because you think about what you do not have. But Jesus tells us and teaches us something very powerful over here that the key here is not to get but to lose. Because whoever who wants to save his life, there's this season, a lot of time, we think, how can I save myself, save myself, save myself, save my life? But Jesus says, whoever who loses his life for my sake will find it. That means in order to really find our true fulfillment, our life in satisfaction, it is to lose our life to Christ for his sake. Because when you begin to lose your life, you will find His life in you. If we do not let go of our old life, we will not be able to find our new life in Jesus Christ. So, gain focuses on what we don't have. And when we begin to look at what we don't have, then that's when we think we are unfruitful. Right? We always say, if only I have this, I will be happy. If only I have that, then I will be more productive. If I have my own work desk, then I will be a good employee. If I have my own PA, then I will have more time to serve God. We always wait for, if only I have, because we focus on gaining. The Bible says, who or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Let's go to another passage. Matthew chapter 10, verse 28 to 31. This is a very good encouragement for all of us. The Bible says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. Even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Don't be afraid, okay? Be careful of the virus, but don't be afraid because it cannot kill your soul. We need to be more afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Now, if gaining is all about focusing on what we don't have, then we want to ask God something. We want to ask ourselves something. What has God put in my life? Instead of focusing on what I don't have, can I focus on God who has given me a soul, who has given me His life? What has God put in my life? You know, in Matthew chapter 28, right, there is a parable, right? The parable in chapter 25, Matthew chapter 25, there's a parable, it's a long passage. Basically, the story goes like that in verse 14. It says, a man, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his servants and delivered his goods to them. To one, he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. So for some of us here, we get five talents. Some get two, 
Some get one. Everybody has different ability, right? But you see, the five, the Bible tells us that he gained, he earned another five. The two earned another two. But the one received the one talent, what did he do? I think he thinks that the one talent is not significant. He decided to hide it. Perhaps he compares with the one that have two and the other one that have five. He begins to get upset and say, why doesn't my, old, my master, the businessman, entrust me with more? What did he do? He hid it. He dug a, the ground and began to hit his Lord's money. When we focus so much on, wow, my friend gained another five, my friend gained another two, we forget that God has already given us one. One talent. Just one. And we are supposed to be faithful to it. So in the end, when the Lord came back, he saw the five that earned five. He said, good and faithful servant. Because you've been faithful over a few things, I'll make you ruler over many things in verse 23. Then the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. I was afraid. You see, he was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. The Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For, whoever, for, for to everyone who has more will be given, he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. One day God will come back because that is how Jesus described the kingdom of God. And he will begin to ask, what have you done? To the talents that I've given to you. Let's not be distracted. Oh, my friends have gained much more than me. My friends are more productive. But all we need to do is to look at what we have. So instead of gaining, can I propose to you this morning, let's focus on growing. Grow focuses on what we have and can produce. What has God given to you? Maybe a lot of times when I look at youth, I, be, I have envy, right? I say, wow, they have so much time. I don't have that much time. But you know what? I still have time. That is the fact. When we were young, it seems that we had time that is in abundance. I can serve God in the morning, in the afternoon, at night. I have no worries in life, I can serve God without worries. But now that you have more responsibility, that's where also you serve God, right? You serve God in your family, you serve God in your company. But the remaining time that we have, maybe it is just one talent. Can we still say to God, God, 
I am not going to hide it. Some of you here, God has given you talent to lead worship. Some may, God has given you talent to be a blessing to others. Don't hide your goal. Don't hide your talents. In the Bible, in another version, it says this is like money bags, right? This is like what is treasure to us. Don't hide it, but focus on growing from what you have. Jesus says it's even better that you put it with the bank so that at least it will accumulate interest. What is Jesus focusing here? Jesus did not, did not score the, the person with one talent because he did not grow five more. No. Jesus was unhappy. I mean, the master was unhappy because he was unprofitable. He was unfaithful to what has been entrusted to him. Today, you and I have been given time, talents. We have given life and given this life that we are still alive. Do you know that dead men cannot praise God? Dead men cannot serve God? Dead men cannot preach the gospel? We must share our life with others, our possession. That's how we become faithful and fruitful for Jesus. All of us, we want to see our families, our friends, our neighbourhood. I want to see Malaysia coming to Jesus Christ. But the key is this, if we are not willing to lose it, we will not find the abundant life in Jesus Christ. So don't focus on gaining, because gaining always makes you feel you don't have enough. Alright? Gaining, the, 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 the goal of gaining more actually cripples us because we think we cannot enjoy and be content of what God has given to us. Let's not focus on gaining, but focus on growing what has already been given to us. Amen? Some of you here, you study well. You are in a college. You are in high school. You do well in your studies. That is your talent. Use that to serve God. Use that to help people. Use that to glorify. Don't hide it. Some of you can sing. Some of you can paint. Do something to grow it so that when Jesus comes back, it has grown. Maybe you have played the keyboard. I'm just very blessed to hear how Elaine would teach Felix keyboard. She's growing her talent, right? From one person to two, from two to four. We need to do something about what God has given to us because one day, like what we read just now, Jesus says, For the Son of Man will come in glory of His Father with His angels and then He will reward each according to His works. Yes, our salvation is by grace. What Jesus has done for us, we believe in faith. But God will still reward us based on our works. There is a heavenly reward. Those who serve Him, those who bless others, those who do His will, He has a reward for each one of us. And that is so important. City Light, I pray that one day when we meet Jesus, all of us will be fruitful for Jesus. We will shine because, because we will shine with glory because God has used us as His church to be the light and salt of the earth. So what do you do with what is in your hands today? I want to have three 
three suggestions here and, and three areas, sorry, to start with. Okay, because every time I think a lot of people say, I cannot start serving because I'm not ready. I don't have enough. I cannot start giving because I'm not a millionaire. I cannot start helping people because I'm not experienced enough. Okay, Luke chapter 16, verse 10 to 12 says this. Luke chapter 16, verse 10 to 12. It says, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. First one, how can we become faithful and fruitful? It is to be faithful in what is least. What is least? Kecil, tiny, that looks unimportant. Maybe to some of us here, to be faithful in what is least, it is to, for example, for youth, your parents only give you one assignment. It is to fold your blanket and tidy your bed every morning. Start with that, the least. Perhaps it is about waking up early to read the Bible. Least, simple. A lot of times I cannot teach Bible study. Oh, I cannot lead a life group. Start with small. Because when you become faithful in the small things, every day you just read half a chapter. Every day you just read one chapter. You just ask questions. When you become faithful in the little, you will also be faithful in much. Because what God wants to train us is our faithfulness. A lot of us here, we think, Oh God, I want to earn one million and give to you. Jesus says, don't, don't need to give one million yet. Start with, right now you have 1,000. Give your tithes. Give faithfully. Honor me. Amen? Start with what is least. Now, and the Bible says, And he who is unjust, in what is least is unjust also in much. Verse 11. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, which is money, who will commit to you trust the true riches? Second, it is to be faithful in the unrighteous things, unrighteous mammon, which is money, to be faithful there. What does it mean? This money, right, is, is not something spiritual. It's daily that God wants us to be faithful. If you owe somebody money, return it as soon as possible. Amen? If you owe PTPTN, be faithful in servicing the PTPTN. And all the students say, Amen. Don't criticize about the government if you cannot even pay your study loan. Amen? So, be faithful in all these things. If you owe somebody money, don't say, yeah, 10 ringgit only. Why do I need to pay back? Be faithful in doing that. Because what God wants to give you is not money, but true riches. God wants to give you peace. God wants to give you joy. God gives you eternal life. God wants to entrust you with souls. Things that are eternal. But before God entrusts us that, let's be faithful in an unrighteous mammon. We cannot serve God and money at the same time. Let us just serve the Lord. He has given us money every month, right? I want to encourage us right now, don't go into investment and all that 
thinking that you can, you just need to hit the jackpot and, you know, pay your bill first. You have leftover, save up first. If you have leftover, then only start to invest. All right? Don't invest from what is important. You need to, if you need to give to your parents, you need to give to your family, you need to pay for your loan, do that first. Don't think, I, I take the money out, I invest somewhere, I hope I earn back that I can put back again. Let's not do that. In this season, money cannot, it's not dependable. How many of us know that? Right? You think you buy share, is consistently, you can predict the Bitcoin, you can predict the, the share market and all that. I tell you, so many people have lost money because they just want to earn fast money. The Bible says, be faithful. Be content, be happy with what we already have. We can still invest, but be faithful in what is entrusted to us. Okay, that is number two. Be faithful in the ungodly. Money is a very good indication. Number three, here, and if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? The third faithfulness that we need to have is to be faithful in what is not ours. What is not ours? Alright? Sometimes, right, we think, ah, yeah, this one, company's one, ah, never mind. Lah. Uh, this one, other people's one, never mind. You know, just use only. If my one, I will calculate properly, I will keep properly. That is not supposed to be our attitude. In fact, we need to start to be faithful in what is another man's. Maybe your leader asks you, hey, can you help me to do worship? Or can you help me to do song shit? Do you can you help me to do slides? Ah, this is not my presentation. What? Okay, la, simply do. No. Even if it is another man's project, it is something that you don't get glory for. Do it with all your heart as if you serve the Lord. Amen. Especially what is entrusted to you by your boss. All right. Or even the project is not your project. You are asked to help. Give your heart and soul to do it. I think one of the reasons why the world is in such a state of suffering, it is because everyone looks after themselves first. Do you realize that? Everyone looks after themselves first. That's why I make sure I have 10 cans of food, but I don't care if other people get to buy any canned food or not. So this is not what the Bible is teaching us. The Bible is teaching us, let us be faithful in what is another man's. And I pray that when you carry this attitude, God will promote you. You will be promoted even in your workplace, in your, in your family. Amen. And um, when we begin to do and be faithful in what is another man's as a servant, God will use us and elevate us to do bigger things. You know, a lot of times we ask this question, how I want to serve God, all right? I want to serve God. Many people say, I want to serve God because I love Jesus. He loves me so much. I want to serve Him. Do you know this question is a very big thing to ask? Because you say, how can I serve, right? 
meaning you are a servant. We focus on what our master wants, not what we want. I have two talents, but I choose what I want to serve. Ah, I don't like this ministry. Ah, I don't like that ministry. Ah, that is not what I'm called to. Hey, we are the boss. We are not a servant. That is not, that is like, how can I help? Not how can I serve? Because if you say, how can I serve? You actually ask, where are the needs? You don't focus on what you want to do, but you focus on what others need. A servant focuses not on what he wants, but what others need. So I want to encourage all of us to be a steward, right? It is to know that whatever that we have in this lifetime, our health, our family, our studies, career, our spiritual life, the people that God has given us in our life, we are just stewards. We don't own it. We don't become an owner, try to manipulate everything. You must follow me. You must do what I say. No, we are just stewards. We use all that God has given to us to serve His purpose and to serve His kingdom. We are just servants. How can I serve? Can we be a true servant of Jesus Christ? Can we be a true steward? To be faithful. Parents here, I always need to remind myself when my kids don't behave the way I expect them to, I need to remind myself, I'm just a caretaker. They are supposed to follow Jesus, not what I want. And when they are not perfect, I need to love them. Because I'm also not perfect, Father loves me. I need to do that. Uh, recently, we, some of you saw, I don't know how true that news is, but a lot of children are going through depression, especially in this lockdown. Because there is just, for the first time in their life, their parents actually see them every single moment. They are locked there. There's expectation, there's tension, there's pressure. But remember, we are just stewards. God has His purpose. We need to serve His purpose. If, if God did not make your children, okay, top, top student, then don't have to be a top, top student with great attitude, not in terms of number one. There is only one number one in every class. You get what I mean? But it is to carry the right attitude to glorify God. It is to, faithful in, to be faithful in what God has entrusted us and that is how it is to be a steward i want to end today's message by showing you a story this i'm stealing this using this illustration from uh, the chinese church uh the their preaching test somebody shared this and i was so touched and impacted and i want to share this with you luke chapter 16 verse 1 to 8 Luke chapter 16, verse 1 to 8. He also said to his disciples, There was a certain rich man who had a steward, and an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So this is not a good steward. He was wasting away 
his master's goods. So he called him and said to him, What is this? I hear about you. Give an account of your stewardship, for you can no longer be steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my master is taking the stewardship away from me. I cannot dig. I'm ashamed to beg. I've resolved what to do, that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his master's debtors to him and said to the, to the first, How much do you owe my master? And he said, A hundred measures of all. So he said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly and write fifty. Then he said to another, How much do you owe? So he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. So the master commanded, Wow, the master commanded the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. First thing we know that this steward is not a good one because he was not very faithful in what is entrusted to him. But yet, the master commanded him. Why? Because he was shrewd. He knew the resources that he had and he used it for his gain. And the Bible says here, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. In that Chinese church sharing that that sister began to share, this is something that we need to learn is that in this world, people out there, when they work to gain, they just use every single resource that they have just so that they can accomplish their purpose. Agree or not? People out there, business, just, you know, do business, make friends, connection, all that they can just to get the business and they get their goal achieved. Right? So very likely, this steward that was unfaithful, in the end, even he lost his job, he still lived quite a good life because how he dealt with this world shrewdly and they received him. But what we need to learn as the sons of light is this, is that a lot of times when we work outside, we just give our best, we just make connection, do everything we can to gain like the world. But how about when we serve God? Are we making any possible connection to bring people to Christ? Are we serve God? Are we serving God with all that we have? Thinking how to crack our head, to be smart, to be wise, to give God our best. Let's not talk about the attitude, but the way we serve Him. I think a lot of times when we begin to enter into business or working world, man, this is my job. Oh, I need to impress my boss. Oh, I need to do so much. I need to do so well. How about when we serve God? I think God deserves even more. I'm just so impressed and so touched and impacted by the sisters who organize Dreaming with God conference. Because firstly, it's not initiated by any of the leadership, but they just felt the call of God. And they just think about how to find money. No, nothing is impossible. Nothing is too hard. They just work so hard to make this happen. I like that. I like that shrewdness, right? But they're just so 
it's only they're only paying 25 you get the goodie bag you get the is that t-shirt no not t-shirt you get the goodie bag you get your um a book right it's amazing church we got to serve god this way we got to be wise in how we deal with things remember it always comes back to the question what profit it is if we can gain the whole world but lose our own soul today we are not going to do that we do not want to lose our soul we want to serve God with all that we have but the key is this we got to be faithful so that we can be fruitful for Jesus we got to be faithful in what we do don't forget your calling don't forget your purpose don't wait for another day don't wait to say God since I cannot do, do big things for you I might as well don't do it God says I'm only giving you only have half an hour a day maybe just half an hour a day other people have eight hours to serve but maybe you only have half an hour extra can you use that 30 minutes to pray for somebody and call somebody can you use that 30 minutes just one talent right compared to others you may not have that much but you are faithful to the little you are faithful to what is the unrighteous mammon you are faithful in not faithful to faithful in money faithful in what is another man another what is another man's and so important so important that we today know that our role and purpose in Jesus Christ shall we pray this morning Father God we thank you you have given us so much more than we can ever ask or imagine you have given us Jesus so that God we can have this new life the old is gone the new has come there's so much God that we have in you today God teach us Holy Spirit teach us how to be faithful a faithful steward the time that you have given to us the talents and gifts oh God money health Lord you give we thank you that God you have protected city light from COVID but you do not give us health so that we can stay safe ourselves you give us health so that we can continue to be a blessing you protect us so that we can also be a protection be a shelter to others Father God, would you just show us your purpose and your heart? Break us, break our hearts for what breaks yours, Lord, Father. We just commit ourselves to your hands, Lord. We want to be a faithful steward. All that we have, all that we are, belongs to you, God. And also, Lord, in your kingdom, we do not want to give what is left over to you and give what is best to the world. Instead, God, we want to give what is best to you. Our best life, our best time, our best possession, the best of our world belongs to you, God. So God, today we are a servant. Teach us, Lord, today to decide to serve others, to meet their needs, not meet our wants, but to meet their needs. 
praise you. We thank you for your word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone say, Amen. Amen. So later in your um, breakout room, as you share, you know, it's a very simple message. But I wish something practical can happen in your life. You can share what is that one talent that you need to give to God. What is the one thing that you need to grow, not just gain? You see, you gain, right? You are taking from outside. You grow. You grow from what has already been given to you. So, so let us just be a person that grows things in the kingdom of God. And God, when we gain, right? We gain one by one. When we grow in this world that Jesus creates, right? You can grow in 34, 64, 104. You just add seed, right? A tree will come. And it's just amazing. So let us just be faithful and may God multiply uh, whatever that you are doing for His glory. Praise the Lord. Enjoy your breakout room.